We've been getting some of us taking some wins, some of us taking some L's over here. We got everybody in the house today. Thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you, everybody who's listening right now who downloaded. And thank you to my to the rest of my guys here, Price, Jared, and Trey, all in the house. Though Jared's here, how you doing over there, Jared? Fantastic. Great weekend. Fantastic Pete. weekend of football. I just loved all the losing. I just want more and more and more. <laughs> Keeps you coming back, chasing the dragon, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like golf, right? <laughs> P-Man, how you doing over there? Good weekend for you? Yes, sir, man. I had a, a pretty decent weekend over here between a little game that happened on Saturday night, a little game that happened on Sunday night, a couple teams with gold helmets, a uh, couple big wins. So, you know, looking forward to the rest of the real football season and hopefully my uh, fantasy fortunes can follow in the same path. We're happy oh, for you, Price. Oh, thank you, Jared. I appreciate. I didn't expect you of all people to be happy about that Saturday night result. Oh, so happy! <laughs> oh, you must have had money feel, on that thing, huh? No, no. I can feel the sarcasm coming through the <laughs> your, your earphones. With me, as always, are the super fans. And Trey, them Texans are on a winning streak now, are they not? What's going on? Yeah, over there? man. We beat Jacksonville again. It's apparently the only team we like to beat is Jacksonville. Um, but yeah. Longhorns got a win as well, so it's a good week for Longhorns and Texans fans. Uh, got two W's, and uh, fantasy team's doing all right. We still got a game up in there tonight, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, I got Christian McCaffrey, one game back healthy, you know, got over 30 points on me, got this guy a W over me, and he's right back uh, injured on the shelf again. I'm sure we're going to talk about that, so. Did you get any other injuries to your fantasy team? I mean, normally we've been all taking injuries. I mean, I think I came out okay. What about you? Yeah, I think I came out pretty safe this week, actually. So Anybody uh, else here take injuries? I took the Justin Jackson bagel right on the chin. Oh, so yeah. That was my out out really yeah, first play of the game, he goes out. And that. Uh, luckily, it didn't affect that matchup. That was where I had a CMC for, for my one game back, you know, a little, uh, little reminiscing how things used to be and could have been. But, uh, but, yeah, Justin Jackson, we'll have to see how that works out. It looks like it's not too bad, hopefully. Yeah, and then I and then I had a uh, Montgomery, but that really didn't affect me either. But uh, he is he out to... another? You think he's out another week? Uh, it's possible. I mean, he's in protocol, but they got the Monday night game, so he could be back. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah it was it, was, it kind of sucked missing all those nice garbage time points that uh, Nall picked up. Albert O, he he got hurt too, didn't he? Uh, he's yeah. out for the season. Mm. Albert O, no. Mm-mm. Oh, damn. Preston Williams as well. We'll have to see about uh, – uh, he looked he look good out there with Tua. They had a little connection going in that first half, so we'll have to see yeah, how yeah. he looks. David Johnson and LaVisca Chenault both pulled up in the Texan game. Uh, Chenault has a hamstring. He's going to probably be 
out a week. He's going to be keeping an eye on him moving forward. And then also uh, David Johnson, uh, he got knocked out of the game as well. And it was, uh, it was a concussion. So David Johnson, David Montgomery, both Davids were hyping up last mm. week, kind of comparing them. They both got knocked out with concussions. Um, yeah, Albert O, I didn't, it doesn't say out for the year, but I guess that did come through. It just said rolled out with the knee injury. It looked really bad, though. He was rolling around, so I wouldn't doubt if his ACL. No, yeah, I think I saw in Fantasy Pros earlier today that uh, he was done for the year. Damn, that, that sucks. Yeah. Ooh. Young Buck. Good, of course, dude. CMC, right? Yep, CMC uh, back up uh, now with the shoulder. Uh, or right, ribs. It says ribs on this one. Yeah, rib. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was thinking of someone else. Well, it was a, it was actually just a good day of football in general, right? I mean, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good uh, battles going on left and right, though. And uh, we definitely got a good show. We're going to talk about all those top performers this week, though. And uh, we're going to do a little halftime uh uh, sh- shoot out uh, sh- a shout out over to Mr. Alex Trebek and the Jeopardy crew over there though, yeah, for yeah. a halftime show. So uh, let's go ahead and get started on these top performers. The Get Your Guys Top Performers. Tight ends. Shit is tight. Well, let's go over these top five. Everybody knows number one. We touched on him last week. Uh, we didn't even really, really talk on him. He was in the stud category there. Mr. Travis Kelsey stud beasting all over the place guys can, can i get something else here on travis kelsey because we don't ever talk about him but he's just doing it i mean uh, should people be making a move for him or you know how do we or is it you don't have him then you're done for yeah uh, yeah you you're pretty him. much lucky yeah you're lucky if you got him because if not his uh the replacement overvalue you know kind of people stream tight ends kind of like they stream quarterbacks so that's kind of how i uh like to think about him but yeah his replacement overvalue is Greater than Lamar last year, Mahomes two years ago. Basically, he's so much better than the number two tight end. It's it's just ridiculous. Like he's averaging, I think, uh, up to like forty or fifty percent more points than Waller, who is at the number two spot. So it's a uh, it's it's a huge gap. Like there's there's really no other no other way to, pe- to say it or put it because he's just carrying carrying teams every single week. Ball is my friend. Ball is my friend. It's a mismatch every week, right? If you're going against him, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, yeah. of course, you're in a couple of leagues like I am where, you know, you don't have to start a tight end. Ah, yeah. And even then, he's a, he's a wide receiver. Even then, yeah, he's still, yeah, yeah, he's still. But, like, then, but, I mean, in a situation like that, you know, you're more likely to be able to trade for him right now. If you have to start a tight end, you'd have to give up a King Dranson. Yeah, you'd have to give up Waller and, like, a starter somewhere else, like the number two or three tight end and like a, a, a number two or number two running back or receiver. Like, you know, it, it, for me, it just would never be worth it. You know, it would right. just cost way too much. To Honestly, have, for me, I wouldn't even care about getting a tight end in return. I would just stream tight end. I would need like, yeah, a, if you get I would need like them, a, wide yeah. rec- a wide receiver and a running back to yeah. kind of supplement that. Yeah, he's he's a number one, so you're gonna have to trade a number one, maybe you know, like a Devontae Adams type or someone Ooh. like that. You know, that's how that's that's how I see him. You know, oh, yeah. he's that big of a, a difference maker in a in, in a league where you have to start tight end. That's and right. In a league where where Jared says you don't have to start tight end, he's more of the type of like a uh, Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, you know, that uh, that that lower end kind of wide receiver, running back one realm. Yeah, he's averaging five more points than the, the the second guy, which is Waller. So it's fifteen point five to ten point eight. So that's a pretty big drop off. And then yeah, you have 50% Hawkinson. Increase. You have Hawkinson right there at ten point six. Johnu at nine point eight. 
So they're all kind of bunched up. So, you, you know, that separation is what you're talking about. Kittle was at 13.3 until he got on IR. But, um, yeah, you're right. That, that's 50% more than the, the next guy up. So it's pretty well, they, To round up the top five, we've got uh, the likes of Jimmy Graham, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, it seems like Mr. Jimmy Graham seems to be getting a little more consistency coming through. Uh, Jared, talk to us about Jimmy Graham. I mean, how do you see him moving forward? Um, it's I'm actually kind of confused myself about it. I thought that they were gonna, I thought that they were going to get Komet more involved. Uh, they said that they were going to get Komet more involved. Uh, they need to. He's a better block. <laughs> he's a better blocker, and he can catch just as well as Jimmy Graham. Um, so you're talking to the wrong guy if you want me to hype him up. Like, no, no, no. Look, I'm not even trying to hype him up. It's just more like. I don't know. He's actually been down the past few weeks. He finally got a touchdown this week, so and he's kind of up and down. But um, he's getting targets. He's not always converting them, but at least he's getting some targets. Uh, but Mr. Hawkinson seems to be a mainstay right there. I know that yeah. was one of Trey's early guys, though. Trey, Mr. Hawkinson, you seen a schedule coming up? Yeah, man. Uh, TJ, he's the go-to guy. You know, when Galladay's down, um, he just he feels safe with him, and he's just consistent. Uh, he actually uh, was forcing the ball so much to him that all three of his interceptions came when targeting TJ Hawkinson. So he could have even got more, you know, if he didn't get picked off three times while trying to target this guy. But um, um, he likes him a lot. I like him a lot. His schedule going forward is nice. Uh, he's got Minnesota coming up, then Washington, then Carolina, then Houston. So it's a really good schedule for old TJ Hawkinson. And if Galladay's not, you know, playing again, he's just going to keep doing it. Uh, even with Galladay there, uh, he's still top five tight end. Uh, right now, he's steady at three. So, I like him. Safe. And just for context for that Irv Smith, he did put up 14 points, but he did get two catches, two touchdowns uh, right there. So, we probably don't expect to see that week in a week out. Yeah. On that mm-hmm. six through ten, though, we got Adam Trout uh, making an appearance. Darren Waller, Jonu Smith, Hayden Hurst, and Eric Ebron. Some familiar names, but we're talking about 11 points through nine points here. So, you know, anybody who really caught a touchdown at that point is on this list. That's how Adam Troutman gets here, right? I mean, Price, you don't really see much out of Adam Troutman moving forward still? Negative. Uh, that was kind of just a, a one-off, I would say. I wouldn't expect a, a changing of the guard. He's got a couple other tight ends to deal with. Josh Hill and Jared Cook are still above him in the pecking order. So Troutman, a name for the future. Yeah. yeah. He, he is no Roger Troutman of uh, Zap fame. The infamous electro 80s band Zapped. Look it up. Roger Troutman. <laughs> so, you know, I do have a I question. I've never heard of Zap. Never heard of Zap? Uh, the... Um, uh, Snoop Dogg, the, his first uh, single. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, was that a, was that there? Yeah, it's Snoop Dogg. That's a that's a, that's a sample. Yeah, I thought it was just all funkadelic. It uh, it basically is th- those two. Yes. Okay. So Johnny saved his bacon with the touchdown. He I yeah. mean, he would have not been in there. He's kind of getting lucky. You know, it's he, it's just weird with Johnny. Just keep an eye on him. Uh, Frisker, the other tight end, keeps getting play. So yeah, he, and more targets. Ferkser gets more targets. So I just I, I have no faith in John who still maybe this would be an opportunity to sell him if you. And that uh, shouldn't have been could. a touchdown anyway. That was a motherfucking pick play if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I think that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He had a he had his highest snap percentage he had all year at ninety five percent. 
before that was 78, before that was 70. So uh, he was even in his good games when he got 22 points and 18, he was at 87%. So for some reason, he played the most amount of snaps. But in all fairness to him, though, I mean, Tannehill completed 10 fucking passes. So, I mean, how much are you going to get on that? Just an ugly game. Yeah, Chicago just brings those games down in general when they don't move the ball on that side of the offense. Um, You didn't get much when y'all played. uh, I mean, every time, whoever plays the damn Chicago, just bring everything down. The pace of play, take the under, (laughs) take under on all the prop bets. It's just they, they muddy it up. Any of those other tight ends stand out to you guys? I mean, I know it looks like Ebron, we don't really touch on him much. He does get a, a lot of targets, I guess, for a tight end, six, seven targets a, a week, it seems, for the past uh, five weeks, four weeks. Uh, but he doesn't really make much of him. Do you guys, anything for Ebron or roll the dice? I'd call him a, I'd call him a bi-week streamer, you know, just someone yeah. that you're always going to see out on that waiver wire. If you, if, if you got someone on a bye week then you can go pick him up. Exactly. Well, I mean – with the way that the tight end position is right now, I kind of got to say yes with his matchups coming up. I think like, and he's going to be getting some targets. I don't, I mean, I don't know. The tight end position is just so gross that I want to say yes with Ebron almost. It's weird. I do. I kind of agree with you because he, you know he's, I mean? dec- he's a decent tight end and big Ben, you know, is going to target him, but I just, they got three stud receivers that you got to start in fantasy. Yeah, There's a lot so of just, mouths to feed. Like, yeah. And uh, if their defense plays well at all, then the, the, no, not all four are going to eat. So yeah, it's going to, it's got to be like well, a good matchup, good situation. And if, if, if all three receivers are healthy, it's hard for me to put Ebron out there. That's right. But, and, but my point is, is like, it's kind of like that with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they just have three good receivers, though. That's my yeah. point. Like, okay. like targets. He's getting targets, and at least you know that's the best you can ask for. Is right, either volume or mm-hmm. give me some red zone. And he's on a good, and you want a good offense. So, yep, yep. No, nah, he's a good streamer. Like Rubel said, that's what I would do in a good matchup. I would, I would definitely stream him. It looks like he has uh, Cincinnati and Jacksonville coming up, then Baltimore. So he has two good matchups coming up, like Jared said. All right, well, let's get to these wide receivers, these ballers. Wide receivers. Number one wide receiver on the week. I know everybody had him in their starting lineup. Mr. Richie James put up quite a bit of points last Thursday <laughs> night football so long ago. It's uh, Rick we, James, bitch. Oh, yes, I need that one. And for those of you who listened, you heard me talk about the tight ends to target for that game. No, no, no. It was Richie James, bitches for everybody else out there. <laughs> But the rest of the top five, yeah, familiar favorites. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams also put up 30-plus points. So if you got them, they're balling out. They're paying out for you right now. The next ones were DJ Chark and Curtis Samuel making it up in that top five. Of those top five guys, we're not really looking to expect to see Richie James here again. But Curtis Samuel, top 10, top 15. Uh, Trey, what have you been, what did you think about him yesterday? This Curtis Samuel we're talking about? That's right. Yeah, uh, he's good. He's good. Uh, I didn't think he was this good, but clearly the coaching staff loves him because they're getting the ball in his hands somehow, some way, whether it's a pass, a screen, a handoff, a reverse. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's got that. It's like a, I think he ran like a four, three, eight. Um, and he's got, he's just got this unique ability to run between the tackles for being so, so thin and fast. And uh, he holds up pretty well. And um, man, 
I like him going forward. He's going to, he's going to be one of my waiver guys later um, just because of the CMC injury. But I think he can hold up in here, man. I think he can hold up in here just because of his, his versatility. Uh, And it seems like Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore are the ones going up and down. It seems like those guys are getting you 20 or five. And this is the guy kind of saving you in the middle around that 12 to 15 mark. So yeah, kind of liking this Curtis Samuel as the safe guy. And the other guys, the boom bust guys. Now, Robbie Anderson is getting the targets uh, way more than DJ Moore. But uh, Robbie Anderson can put up a three to four pointer every once in a while. And I don't think Curtis Samuel will. So it's strange going forward. Uh, Definitely, you can start all three of them. uh, But Curtis Samuel might have jumped in front of DJ Moore in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about uh, the other guys we know are usually up there, but on the 6 through 10, we've got Mr. Jerry Judy making his first appearance up here, 25 points. Terry McLaurin, we all know, GYG guy, 24. Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk, and DK Metcalf, that beast, that stud that we had last episode, though, too. So we expect all those guys there, but Jerry Judy, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, Price, Talk about either of those two. If you had to pick one of those two moving forward for the rest of the year, who do you like, Judy or Kirk? I think I'm going to go with Judy. He uh, looks like he's grabbing that number one role. Uh, I talked a little bit of crap about him earlier in the year, but last, the last week, wasn't weeks, it? Uh, <laughs> it might have been, yeah, yeah. When he, I said start Judy, like, you said, ugh, Judy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a catch of four out of ten uh, targets for only for 73 yards against the Chargers, you know, and he had quite a few weeks before that with two catches, two catches, two catches, three games in a row. So I just wasn't seeing the type of uh, pr- production that I was seeing from a lot of the other rookie receivers, but he followed up his 10-target performance with a 14-target performance, caught half of them, so not the greatest catch rate, but seven for 125 and a touchdown. We, we do have to say that this was against Atlanta, and they were behind the whole game, so there was yeah, a lot of garbage yeah. time involved mm-hmm. here. But uh, on top of that, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too scared going forward. They've got a good schedule with Vegas, Miami, New Orleans, Kansas City, Carolina, Buffalo. I could see some shootouts looming, and it looks like uh, Judy might be Locke's number one man, so... Uh, we like those rookie receivers in the second half of the year, especially. So uh, I like uh, I like Judy, but I like Kirk as well, man. Kirk might be a solid number two option in, in Arizona. I can see the Denver Post now, Judy and Locke in step. <laughs> yes. There it is. There I think it is. I got it. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> yes. Straight from the headlines. Yeah, Judy, uh, I think Jared liked him last week because he, you know, he saw what you saw, only four catches off the 10 targets, but the 10 targets kind of stuck in your head. You know, it's like it's hard not to play a guy that's getting 10 targets. And then with Tim Patrick, kind of like you said, Jared, last week, Tim Patrick, questionable, you know, game time decision. Even if he does play, he's not 100 percent, you know, so you feel pretty good about Judy rolling out there. I I hit a big prop bet on him because uh, it was 55 yards and I kept hearing the same thing. Like, this is the game. This is the game. But. You got to get lucky with Drew Locke in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, if you don't get that fourth quarter of Drew Locke, make everything up that he fucked up in the first three quarters, and we're not hitting he's the numbers. The, so he's the he's opposite definitely. Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah he's, opposite Josh Allen. He's got a little Dak Prescott in him, a little Sam Hill. Yeah, there you go. Jameis Light, you know, little, yeah. uh, Jameis, Jameis Ultra. But hey, it's good for fantasy. Sucks for real life, but we'll take it. Yeah, maybe keep an eye on Hamler as well. They've got another rookie receiver in Denver. It looks like he might be overtaking Patrick for the number two spot. So these rookie receivers in Denver might be paying off late. Shut your mouth. Because next time I come for you, I'm going to want some cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, Patrick was about to get a second touchdown that barely just went off his fingertips there. I mean, he would have had a quite a bigger yeah. day if he had got hauled in that other one. He looks like a very tall, slow man out there, though. It's it's, it's weird watching uh, Hamler and Judy catch balls, and then you watch Patrick lumbering around. Yeah, Patrick wasn't one hundred percent. He's big no, and yeah. tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked he looked he looked the best receiver two weeks ago in my eyes. So these things gave, they rock back and forth. Judy did look. A lot better, though, I'll tell you that much. That he took advantage game. of his opportunity finally, right? Finally he did. And that's yeah. what you expect a first-rounder to do, so that's good to see. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'd like, to, I'd like to do the honorable mention in wide receiver because specifically we're talking about a half-point PPR, and so these next five wide receivers, 11 through 15, they tend to put up even still uh, more points even than those last running backs in the top 10. So uh, Will Fuller, uh, Trey's favorite guy, Mr. Zacchaeus from the Falcons, uh, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Diggs, and Juju. Trey, those sound like all of your guys except for Juju, huh? But do not yeah. take me lightly. I was. Uh, those were all the guys I was targeting. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Fuller, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Like, yeah, you know, I, I won – you know, three of my leagues because of those receivers right there. My running backs shit the bed, but when you have those receivers putting up 23, 23, 21, then you can win a, win a week like that. And, uh, you know, these are all young guys coming into their own. Uh, they're all, you know, second, third, fourth year guys. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, Terry McLaurin doesn't have a setback with Alex Smith. It looked like Alex Smith kind of held his own when he came in there. Uh, it looked very bad at the beginning. We're having flashbacks of what he did last game when he got it's thrown in there. So, it's so scary. So scary, man. And then he so somehow scary. figures it out and just starts <laughs> getting in the zone. Every time I watch him, yeah, he starts figuring out and just starts, you know, one, two, three, throw, one, two, three, throw, and he just got in this rhythm of just short, real quick completions. He's dumped down, Alex. Dumped down, but he was in a groove there. And then all of a sudden, one bad throw, and then a tip, and then here come the picks, here come the fumbles. I think he ended up getting four turnovers, like just bad, dude. They should have won that game. Uh, Darren Jones wasn't doing anything in the second half. They were just kind of holding on. But, um, yeah, man, we just hope Alex Smith can kind of just keep this offense moving so it keeps all the, the, you know, the Gibsons, the McLaurins, you know, relevant going forward. And the Zacchaeus really was just a product of uh, Ridley being out for the game. Yeah, yeah, he had, he, had a, he had a big bomb, and that pretty much got him all those points right there, and Ridley's out. I wouldn't – Zacchaeus, yeah, he's very deep. I wouldn't even worry about him. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Uh, Juju a few weeks ago and made a trade for him. I traded uh, DJ Moore for him. There you go. Kind of glad I did that. Brandon Cooks kind of broke in there again, Jay. I know he's right outside the top 15, but, you know, I think he's really – He did well. Yeah, he did well. I think he's worth talking about just because he's he's just trending in that that little direction still, you know. Well, he's definitely going to be a – yeah. Yeah, I think he's been like a receiver maybe one or two over the last four weeks. So, yeah. Who's he played for? The Texans. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my point was that Fuller and Cooks, you know, that they're they're holding up two. They are, like bas- they are. basically two of them are worth starting there, receiver twos. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, that was a lot of good yak that Mr. Cooks had on that on that catch. Well, he's fucking consistent the past three weeks, huh? Nine targets, nine targets, nine targets. You like that? Yeah. That's what happens when you let Bob go. You know, you get the fucking guy calling the plays the right Tim Kelly, and he's actually spreading it out and doing what he needs to do. So, All right, all right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get into the uh, halftime show. Then we'll finish up the uh, quarterbacks and the running backs and then get to our waivers at the end of the show here. Halftime is. It's a halftime. 
Tribute. We gotta gotta this give our props to our. And man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be rough trying to trying to get that show going without Alex. It's a, it's a big shoes to fill. Let's see. Yeah. But, uh, want, so, so in our GYG Jeopardy, we've got our segment here. It's the category is that's a top five quarterback. He did what? I just don't, you know, there's just a certain guys, there's a certain group of guys that finish top five in quarterbacks that you would just not, you just wouldn't believe it. And so we're going to go with the $200 question. We've got our our, our contestants, Mr. Uh, Jason Dominguez, Mr. Trey, and Mr. Jared. Y'all go ahead and ding, ding, ding in right when you got the answer. Don't, uh, don't wait for me to finish if you know it. So, so real quick. This is top five quarterback from just any year? Any year. At some point, these are active players, and at some point, these guys finish top five. Gotcha. For the the whole season. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you what year it was, too, so you've got a little bit of context as far as, you know, when it could be happening. And the category has a question mark on it, Trey, so we're supposed to be surprised. Yes, exactly. That's the theme of it. All right. So – the number five fantasy football quarterback in the 2016 season finished with 327 points, 4,900 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with four rushing touchdowns. A little nugget about him. He likes to spend his off seasons in his parents' basement to save money. He's uh ding, 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 ding. What do we have? Who is Andrew Luck? Ooh, negative, negative. Damn it. All right, Jason's eliminated. I'll keep going. This was his uh, fifth season in the NFL. He uh, was a fourth round pick. He, uh, at this point, he is on a different team. Uh, His previous team was an NFC East team. It's a lot of hints. Current, I'm waiting for someone to jump in. <laughs> we got the number five in 2016. Ding, uh, ding, only, ding. What do we got? Kirk Cousins. Yes, sir. God damn it. The crowd loves that. Kirk. Dude, of course he spends his off seasons in his parents' basement. He's got a wife and kids. He goes to his parents' basement to save money. <laughs> This guy's no, ridiculous. dude, I knew right when you said that, but the whole, um, the whole being in the league only that long threw me off. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought he was in a league longer than that. So no, no, yeah, no, it was his uh, fifth season whenever he did that in 2016. So yeah, he's been in the league for, for a bit now, but all right, let's go. We got the, uh, we've got Jared with $200. Next question wow. for the next answer. I should say. That was a good one, by the way. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, we've wait, got wait, the, real quick, real quick. Where did Kirk Cousins get drafted? In the, so the fourth Washington, round, fourth round. Oh. Yeah. So Washington, yeah, yeah, the same draft that RG three okay. got drafted yeah. in the first. All right, cool. Keep going. Uh, all right, so we've got another so quarterback. That was the Andrew Luck draft, so that was pretty close. Okay, yeah, anyway. yeah, that was a, that was a decent guess there, Jay. All right, so but this, remember, these guys are only one time appearances in the top five. I don't know if I made that clear, but uh, yes, that's, that's yes. kind of like that's a top five quarterback. Yeah. All right, so this is the number four quarterback in the twenty thirteen season. So you're gonna have to think back a little bit. He uh, scored 303 fantasy points, 
a little bit less than Cousins in the uh, in the in the 2016 season, but he's got 4,293 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and 20 interceptions. So a little bit reckless. Two rushing touchdowns on the year. A little nugget is uh, he's the 2005 Greater Houston Area Player of the Year, voted by the Houston Chronicle and the great John oh. McClain. And uh, another one is he retrieved his lost luggage in 2016 via social media. So he's on his way to the airport. His luggage falls out of the back of his truck. He posts about it on Twitter. Someone finds the tweet and retreat and, and contacts him. And we got a, a little uh, long lost luggage retrieval via social media. So, uh, you know, the power of social, it's not all bad. You know what I'm saying? What if we can use be. these platforms for good, you know, it's a, uh, oh, yeah. they're, they're like superpowers, you know? All right. So, uh, what was the year? Is, uh, the 2013 number four quarterback is who he is. He was all a right. second round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, he was with his original team whenever he made this number four season happen. That was his third season with that original team. So it was a little bit younger, a little bit early in his career, only his third career. That team is an AFC team. They are now in the AFC North. He is a player that is from the Katy area. If you didn't realize by the Houston area. Uh, oh, uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> What's that? Andy Dalton. Yes, sir. Damn. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, something about Roadhouse. Boy, doing I, good. I, I knew I, that. I didn't have, I didn't have anything else left after all those. So uh, <laughs> good job, Jared. We got a, we've got a two question lead for Jared. So it, it looks like we're doing consolation time with the, uh, with the third question. So. I can tell you, always good at football this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, number three, number three. I think someone else might get this one though. All what right, happens this, if we get the, what happens if we get the question wrong? Uh, you were just hair. yeah. You're you're, you're forbidden from answering anymore during the question. Okay. That's it. Okay. So That's so fine. go ahead and fire one if you've got an idea. Yeah, All right. So this quarterback, his great finish was the number three, so an even higher seed in the 2017 season, much more recent. So this should be a little bit easier. 310 points was his outcome. He had a uh, 4,042 passing yards, only 26 passing touchdowns, but only five interceptions. So very careful with the ball. 355 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So he's got a little bit of legs to him as well. In 2015, he was named the best-looking quarterback in the NFL by Sports Illustrated. So we got quite a looker on our hands here. He was a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Whenever he made this number three overall fantasy season happen in 2017, he was on his second NFL team, not the team that drafted him, his second one. That team... Who do we got? It was Ryan Tannehill. No. Well, that is incorrect. Oh, that almost a clean sweep. Utah, almost huh? a clean sweep. All right. So the second NFL team, this was his ninth season in the NFL, I believe. The ninth oh, season. Shit, he is a veteran when that happened in 2017. Even more of a veteran right now. It, it was a uh, NFC West team that drafted him. But the team that he was playing for is a AFC West team. So this guy's played a lot of his football out west he even played his college football out west uh played for a kind of a midwest i think it was a midwestern conference program uh he was a very high pick in the nfl draft a number one overall pick do you know already or what ding 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 what do we got uh who is uh carson Wentz? no no very close carson palmer damn no one of them who is uh jared goff 
No, Jason, we need you to get this one. He was a number one overall pick for the San Francisco 49ers. Alex Smith. Yes, sir. Damn. He finished it. He was a top five quarterback? Yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. That was the hardest one, I guess. It was a good one. Good thing. Final Jeopardy. I knew you were going to have uh, Alex Smith as one of them, and I couldn't even pull the trigger on it because I knew he was going to – I almost pulled on the basement one, the basement booger eater. With, uh, uh, yes. I was going to say Kirk Cousin or Alex Smith on that one, and I was like, I bet she's going to use Alex Smith on another one. And I couldn't even put t- – 2017. Yeah, I thought it was farther back than that. No, that was the year before Mahomes. And uh, y'all should have yeah. known, man, 2015, best-looking quarterback. That dude is a stud. Oh, That's dude, why I went with Tannehill. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's got the chiseled jaw, but he's more of got that kind of cartoon, you know. Alex Smith has got that Gosling to him. It's uh, yeah. Right. Did you, did, you already, did you say number one overall pick? Before, uh, if, I did. I eventually did. I that was the first round. Oh, that was before. I did say okay. first round, but at yeah. the end, whenever no one was jumping in, I had to put in number one gotcha. overall. Yeah. Was, all right. Well, that was uh, GYG Jeopardy. I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, rest in peace. And Jared's the, the winner. Alex Beck. And Jared is the winner. Yeah. He'll be able to yeah. donate a, a couple beers to a charity of his choice. Hey. Love it. Called his. Dude, everyone's, every, every quarterback face was going through my head. I was like, who's beautiful? Who's beautiful? Who's beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> right when he said, yeah, I was about to ding in with, with Garoppolo. But I was like, no, nah, I got to keep hearing more. No yeah. top five finishes for Jimmy G. No. No. All right. Let's get into the second half. Where are these studs? Let's go to those running backs. All right, Jared, we come to you. You had a dollar. <laughs> All right. Running backs, you say, J- uh, Jay, is that correct? Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Who was that stud we were talking about last week? Mr. Dalvin Cook, back-to-back weeks. He put up 44 points again. So if you had him, you're loving life these days. But, of course, Trey touched on on it earlier, the return of C-Mac coming back. uh, Number two running back on the week, followed up by James Robinson, everybody's darling. And a weird one, Mr. Kalen Balazs and then Jarek McKinnon in the top five. As I mentioned about those wide receivers that fourth and fifth running back put up 15, 14 points, less than the 15th rated wide receiver, just for context. But, guys, uh, Jared, who sticks out here in this top five to you? Call me now for your free reading. Well, I mean, Dalvin Cook sticks out because he's the best. Better than CMC? Well, yeah. I mean, just just looking at him, it's with, with Coobs and the whole system, it just fits perfectly it's it's a match made in heaven and it, i'm not won't if he's out of the top two running backs to end the season i'd be shocked you are my number one guy yeah it looks like his floor is 16 and 17 points that's a pretty badass floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah still, still got that touchdown in every game that that's that's my call is dalvin will finish every game that he uh that he plays with a touchdown Whoop, and then uh, outside, uh, he's never finished outside running back seventeen overall for the like for week. this season or for yeah. The so every week career. he's been a number one running back easily, and then the worst mm-hmm. one that he finished was seventeen overall. 
with that 17 points. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So his floor is super high. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Averaging 122 rushing yards and 1.7 rushing touchdowns per game. So. Picture picture Arian Foster with like 4-4 speed, you know, and what Aaron Foster would have done in that system. You know, that's what Dalvin Cook is just. That's funny. You, that's funny you said that, Trey. That's exactly who I was thinking. Like all those times I was drafting him this year, I was like, this got to be like Arian Foster, but better, right? This, this I'm actually get getting into, right? That. I'm getting the vibes of uh, a different Kubiak running back from way back in the day, Mr. Terrell Davis. That's what I was about to say. say Terrell Davis, he's kind of a 200-yard games remind me a lot of that 2,000-yard season, which Dalvin might be on his way to. Can he blow somebody up on special teams like Terrell Davis? (laughs) What what about Clinton Portis, too, right after him? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good top. The thing thing about uh, Aaron Foster would never break off the big ones, you know, and when Cook gets out and open, see ya. I mean, he he is so easy to get 40, 50 yard runs. Like it's like nothing. And, and that's, that's just a special thing, man. When you can take those to the house. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Well, it was a down week for these running backs for sure. Because like I mentioned, Balaj and McKinney are at the four and five, followed by Gallman at the six spot. We're talking 15, 14 points. Uh, because then you see to round out the top 10, we've got the likes of Duke Johnson and Devontae Booker. Uh, sure, Kamara and Jacobs make it in there and squeeze in with 13 points each. But, folks, Trey, let me toss it to you. Duke Johnson, is he somebody who can uh, be trusted as an RB2 next week, even if DJ is out of the game? Time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, That's hubba. tough, man. Money, money, money. I think you can just because the way this offense is rolling. Um, and if da- David Johnson's out, Duke's going to get enough touches. He's, he's still got enough little wiggle to him. Um, and, I mean, there's a couple plays there where I thought he was going down for sure, and he kind of squirted it out the other side for five, six yards, uh, kept it going. So uh, I think just be, of the offense um, in general, you know, he should be able to get you that 12 to 15 points you want to get uh, for that, you know, running back two spot, I would assume. Uh, we, we have a good matchup, right, playing next week. I'm pretty sure we play uh, Tennessee, if I had to guess. Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, I ain't scared of Cleveland, man. And uh, that's Duke's old stopping ground. So, hey, revenge game. You know, maybe section. That's right. So, um, I like Duke, man. You know, he's only a shade down from David Johnson, man. I just don't think he could take the the 20 to 25 carries. But you just hope he's efficient enough with his 15 carries, 15 touches. It's going to be probably 12 carries, five catches, something like that. But that should be good enough for running back, too. Jared, did you happen to see uh, the Raiders uh, playing the Chargers at all on Sunday? I did. You see some of that Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker? Anything to make of that at all? Well, I mean, I made that Devontae Booker look pretty fucking good, man. He did. Like, yeah. Yeah, like he was running good. Like there wasn't a drop off, if any, you know, between the two. And if I was Jacobs Josh looked Jacob, good too. That's what, yes. well, yeah, that's what I was saying. There's not, there wasn't a drop did. off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and all, honestly, like, I, sometimes I couldn't tell who, who it was, you know, they're, hmm. it's 23 and 28. Like, I just thought it was kind of like Jacobs the whole time. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Booker again. It's Booker again. I kept telling um, Trey I was so pissed because I just cut Booker just before the game started. No <laughs> that's so dumb. Now, why did so you dumb. do that? But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I would be kind of a, a little worried if I was a Jacobs owner. He's a good handcuff to own. He is, and I, and I think, well, and also the thing with with Jacobs is, you know, um, Rashard was 
getting a lot of uh, catches too. So that you know that goes into his workload as well, which I don't really like. So yeah, I'd be a little worried if I was a Jacobs owner. Well, I just want to toss this last one over and then, to Pim. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, Kalen Bellage, that yeah. that one stuck out because well, he sucks, and, and we don't see, expect that to continue though, right? Everybody's coming back. No, well, yeah, actually, we don't know what's going on with just. Does anyone know what's going on with Justin Jackson? Well, I mean, but Pope is coming back, right? I heard. Uh, I heard Jackson injury was minor, and he could have played. Basically. Right, right. Like, like it happened during warmups, and then he came back in for a couple snaps, wasn't feeling it, and then he went back out, and that's that's when Kalen Balaj got his. The real um, story is Kelly. Kelly has been leaped by Balaj, who just showed right. up. So that's how little yeah. the coaching staff thinks. Right, right. Like. That's more of a diamond on Kelly, yes. And so, yeah, my whole take on it would be, like, stay away from all of it and see what happens in this next week. Like, don't even play any of them because – Yeah, I would avoid it all if I Hope could. Hope, Hope, Hope could get all the carries. Balash could get all the carries. Chip Jackson and Kelly could split. Like, we don't know. I have a feeling Pope's going to maybe rise to the top maybe next week, but we got to wait and see, and you can't just guess. Like, we can't – Yeah, and, and none, of them, none of them have been any good. Like, you know, if you look at the numbers across the board, I've, I've owned Jackson in one and Kelly in another, and no one's really blowing the doors off. So we should probably just wait till Eckler gets back and kind of keep all these guys either on the bench or waiver wire. I start strong, but I peter right out. That's <laughs> if Jackson and or Pope are both out, I mean, then Balazs – just play God, that's disgusting. Again, I mean, I, just, I guess you're, you're, you're right, but it's just so disgusting. It is. And like I said, he sucks, but I, I mean, I, I was, I was, he sucks, but then again, like he looked yeah. pretty well, actually it's against Vegas. So yeah, it, that'll there be the that. true test to the volume is King theory. Right. Well, the, the last yeah. guy I wanted to toss to you, P is Mr. Gallman. He made the list, but here's the thing though. He put up 68 yards. Alfred Morris put up 67 yards. Devontae Freeman may be coming back. I mean, you looking at any of those guys? Hey, he not only rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. If I ever have to add Alfred Morris to a fantasy <laughs> uh, league team ever again, then that'll be a, a really rough time in my life. So hopefully that never <laughs> has to happen. But, uh, yeah, I just think that, I don't know, man, the uh, – the Gallman, I think he should be the starter even when Freeman comes back. It seems like he's got more juice, especially around the goal line, uh, than Freeman ever offered, you know, not only uh, this year, but in the, in the last couple of years, Freeman's kind of been a, a shell of his former self, the stud that we came to know earlier in this decade. But uh, I think that, uh, yeah, man, the, the whole New York Giants running back is is not something that you really want to invest too much in. You know, if you are starting this guy, hopefully he's your uh, your third to fourth running back that you're having to start because of injuries or bye weeks. Well, yeah, and I mentioned those rushing yards because they almost get identical rushing yards. The only difference between them is Gallman gets a touchdown. So if Morris gets the touchdown, we're talking about him in the top ten right now. You know, so yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and I'll just be interested to see. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how it all works out when Freeman does come back. If Morris still gets carries, or if it's just Gallman and Freeman. Or if, hey, three games. Three or games is still on the team. I mean, when did they gonna bring say. in Morris? Like, when the fuck did that happen? When Gallman was getting too much work, they're like, "Dude, we got to break this guy up." So we got to 
soften his load, you know? No, I'm, I'm saying, like, when did they sign him? Like, was he on the practice squad? Like, uh, who fucking knows, man? I think yeah, he was just chilling the parking Morris, Morris just, like, shows up one week. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, he's got that, like, 1990 Taurus that he drives around. He was just chilling in the lot, and they saw him there. They were like, hey, man, you want to try out? <laughs> like a scalper who holds tickets. He's just yeah. holding his pads. I got my pads ready. I'm ready. He's he's trying to Rudiger it out there. I got to appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, know, so got, I can feel it. Let's get in on it. Gallman's got touchdowns in three straight games. You know, it's 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 uh if it's if it ain't broke, you know, so that's yeah, he get, that's something he's he's touchdown dependent, but he gets in. I started him, and you know, he got me twelve. So, Bunch like I oh, yeah. said. I was going to ask y'all. I was going to ask you all about uh, some of these stinkers. You know, there's come some big names at the bottom of the list here. Uh, one of the biggest names that really hasn't done anything since his big move is Le'Veon Bell. We didn't get to do a stash or drop segment, but are y'all stashing Le'Veon Bell? Or are you going to go ahead and drop him after it looked like uh, he was he, running behind Daryl Williams? He's hey, what happened? Exactly. You can't hold him anymore. Yeah, that was awful. What What do you other two guys think? Le'Veon Bell, rest of season. I'm not going to cut him just yet. He's a running back still. CEH goes down. He's back up. Yeah, yeah, it's too soon for me on a new team after two games just to all do right, that. All right, all right, all um, right. Any, uh, any but, concerns? I mean, I, I would understand just because, like, ever since he's come back, like, he just hasn't looked the same. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Any concerns about the, the Tampa running backs? I know that was a bad script and all, but that, it just seems like that's a even split, and I don't know who's going to come out of there. Between yeah, you're rolling the dice there. I, I don't know what to do each week there. I mean. Well, I think it's the same situation with Le'Veon Bell, too. It's sure there may be concern, but who are you going to cut him for, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah I'm and just and if one gets hurt, him. you got an instant RB1. Yeah, if you have to cut him, like, you know, cut him. That's what I meant. I'm not just cutting a cut. Like, there has to be another running back I like more than him, you know, on the waiver wire. Um, but. He's just not getting it done. I'm sorry. And then when Williams, Daryl Williams comes in, that that just that's the that's the final straw right there. I just I can't deal with it. So the, the Chiefs uh, are turning into one of those bad backfields, man. I don't, I don't like it. Well, now they're saying fuck it. Let's make the half a billion guy uh, dollar guy just throw every time. Yeah, it looks like true. it's like the uh, the Warren Moon Oilers, man. They are just yes. chunking it with four wide every single time. Yes, Mahomes jerseys. Yeah, Mahomes might you know catch his uh, fantasy record from. Two years ago, man, if he keeps trending this way. Well, and actually, trip, and, and, but the Panthers, price. you know, were putting up points, and I didn't really expect them to come out swinging like that. So I was kind of thinking it was going to be a more run-oriented game where Kansas City controlled the game, but, the, you know, they had they, they had to pass quite a bit. In that yeah, game. that was a great game. Can, uh, Carolina, yeah. really, they've got a great coaching staff. Like, I'm really impressed with what they're doing. Well, let's oh, go yeah. these, uh, uh, a couple more names I was going to ask about. Uh, Connor, James Connor, Melvin Gordon. Uh, any alarm bells ringing on those guys, or are we? Uh, is this just a bad week? Definitely uh, not cutting. That's for sure. No, no, no. no, 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 no well, cutting, well, and but. Gordon especially, like they got down real fast, and they were just throwing like the whole time. They'll yeah. be started still, at least. You know. Yeah, keep them in. All right, what's okay. uh, what's up next? Connor's frustrating because he was like, you know, just. McFarland started getting worked in and that's the last thing you'd want to see. And Snell is getting all the goal line and short yardage situation. And uh, I heard that Connor maybe missed a blitz pickup or maybe did something wrong. And they just said his body language was really bad on the sideline. And uh, he only got like, I think 11 carries for 22 yards. 
So only nine carries. Would you uh, sell high on him if you were going to sell? He's got Cincinnati, I mean, Jacksonville the next two weeks. Yeah, but if you know he's so consistent before that, you know, so yeah. Just, these one-off games, I don't try to freak out on the it, year. It is weird. It's a season forty-six, yeah, forty-six percent snap percentage this last week. So that is very strange. Yeah, I think they're just talking about he, the coaching staff kind of got pissed off about him, and that's that's the stuff we don't understand. You know, um, these guys get they, they just lean towards another guy. There's another guy. Uh, what was it Swift? Uh, Swift didn't get very many carries after he uh, fumbled on the one. Um, you know, he was the man there, and he would have had a great day. I think he had twelve at halftime. And he only ended it with 14 because he didn't get any touches to like the very end of the game when they had to use him. So, you know, these things, they, they fuck up and they get punished and we don't understand. We're like, why didn't he get the touches? And it's because he missed an assignment or he did something wrong. Oh, with like, I prefer a place where my balls are Can I just bring up one more disappointment that kind of has relevance here is uh, Chase Edmonds with 28 touches and 11 points. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when it's just me saying basically when Drake comes back, it's. It'll go back to what it was. I don't. Well, it's think one I game. Mean. It's one game. Well, Drake, and I, and like and I think games. Drake, and I think that's all. I think that's all Drake's going to be gone for too. And he only. Oh yeah, really no, I agree. But I mean, it's just a bad matchup. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a tough, tough little uh, Miami D. They got him playing. Brian Flores has those guys playing really, really hard right now. And uh, you know, when Drake does it against every single opponent, you know. Like doesn't have one good game until he breaks off the Dallas game where Dallas was shit and he gets that lucky run at the end. Like, dude, he had such bad games, man. I'm talking 3.8, 2.7, 3.3, 2.4 yards of carry. And so, like, Edmonds, yeah, it was a bad game, but I want to see it happen again. Like, Drake did one good game out of fucking seven, you know? And so Edmonds is 0 for 1, but give him seven. Let's see what he does. I bet he has three good games, four good games. So that would be my point to that. Well, my point was like, is this just what we get out of running backs from Arizona? Yeah, I think you might point. be right. Yeah, I think you're more onto that where they can't run block. They do not uh, get holes. They they aren't creative. I heard their their play calling isn't very creative. A lot of uh, it's a lot of a uh, Kyler, you do this, Kyler, you do that. Right. They don't catch anyone off guard. They only threw to um, Edmonds twice. He was getting five targets a game as a backup. So well, he actually was, got three, but yeah. Yeah, three. Okay. Yeah, but he was getting five to six as a backup, and now he's the leading guy. And you're only going to target him twice and or three times, and so uh, it was frustrating, man. Uh, but they won, and Kyler's a shit, you know. So <laughs> it's all about winning games. They don't care about fantasy football, and um, yeah, we'll see what Edmonds says. I think he's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not done with Drake. I just think Edmonds uh, just had a bad matchup. Miami's really good, and there was no holes to be ran at all. You expected him to at least break off one good chunk run, and he never got it. He never got over five yards probably the whole game. Well, let me repeat what you said there. Kyler is the shit. Exactly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude the way he runs is so funny. It's like he's running from like a dog that's like trying to bite his ass or something. It's <laughs> crazy, dude. It's, fucking it's funny. like he's he's trying to like run on water and not fucking yeah. sink. <laughs> it's like just so, like a water bug, dude. The show that looks at football from a male point of view. That's right. Tonight we're live and we get those remixes in here. All right, these top quarterbacks. Kyler is a shitty finish number two with 40-plus points. Josh Allen, 40-plus points. Getting back to MVP status, as we talked about in the first four weeks. Pat Mahomes, number three. Those are all top guys that we all expect to be there. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Locke round off that top five. Uh, Mr. Drew Locke, though. 
Uh, is this uh, optimism for the rest of the season or is this more P-Man? Is this more something we're just maybe for next year, but this is going to be inconsistent here? Yeah, this is something to monitor for the future, but this is 100% uh, the outcome whenever you face the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they'll give it up big on you if you're not a great team and you'll have the entire second half to just go at an umbrella, you know, a real prevent defense. And uh, he, he definitely got, I think, you know, probably 75 to 80% of his, uh, his points in that like fourth quarter itself. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd have Drew Locke either on the waiver wire or as a, a stash in a very, very deep league. Price is wrong, bitch. Yeah. Drew Locke is wrong. Be careful with him. Well, yes, and Aaron Rodgers, always a top 10 quarterback, looking good this year as he has been. Uh, But the 6 through 10, though, we got Teddy Bridgewater, Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Herbert. Everybody loves that Herbert hug. Uh, That's what keeps people coming back is the consistency. Russ Wilson and Nick Foles. Now, Russ is back in the top 10. Didn't get crazy. Russ, top two, but still finished top 10. A nice floor to be had at 25 points. But but Trey, tell me about these other guys. Mr. Nick Foles actually made the top ten. Bridgewater and Ben. Uh, give me, give me the least favorite of those three. He is the quarterback. Yeah, those are all nasty, man. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick got you over the three hundred late. Um, you know, coming back from behind, so saved his bacon there. Uh, Luton, he was the surprise. He uh, kind of same thing with with Nick. Uh, they were just kind of playing from behind, and uh, Jacksonville got a lot in the last two drives uh, and then Luke uh, did the crazy little spin move for the touchdown run um, and got him kind of luck. They kind of like lucked their way into this 24 points. Uh, Russell Wilson's the guy I want to talk about, even though no one wants to, but uh, do it for somehow he, he got four turnovers, Jay four. Uh, I have never seen him play this bad yeah. in a while. And for getting four turnovers, I mean, that usually sets you back too far to even have a good game and he finished quarterback nine with 25. So that just tells you how crazy Russell is this year. Even when he plays like shit, he'll still uh, get up 25 points for you. But uh, other than that, yeah, Deshaun finished out at 12, uh, right there at 24.2 and Drew Brees at 13. He's at 22.6. He had a a nice steady Eddie game with four touchdowns, super compact and safe and consistent. Um, Deshaun got stopped on the one. He killed me. Uh, would have won a one league if he would have got in from that. He got basically jacked up on the one. If he would have got in right there, that would have been another six points. Um, but uh, he would have had a big day over 30 if he would have got in. But he got stood up on the one. That was pretty much it. P-Man, any love for Bridgewater over there? Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm impressed with, like I said earlier, the entire Carolina offense, mainly their coaching staff, is putting uh, – the guy's in position to succeed whenever CMC went down, Davis picked up the torch and uh, he's producing. Teddy's been a, a decent streamer, you know, I guess uh, in these uh, shootouts, if you can anticipate the shootout, because he had tough games against uh, Chicago. He wasn't that great against New Orleans. He uh, didn't really do too much against Atlanta at home. So that was kind of the uh, the outlier, I'd say. But in other kind of shootouts against uh, Atlanta the first time, against Arizona, he was over 23 and 26 points. So now against Kansas City, if the if you can get it going back and forth, it looks like Teddy could be a, could be a decent streamer, maybe someone to keep on your bench if you're not too too hyped about your starter. You know, go uh, go put Teddy on your bench and uh, play him in a good matchup because I think this, uh, this Carolina team is going to put up some points the rest of the year. What am I doing? What am I not doing? I'm gaining 17 yards of carry. I'm threading the needle. You should have seen me. Yeah, no doubt CMC will probably help him out a little bit too with that. Not yeah. not to go off on a rant here, but uh, you think Texas should have uh, maybe looked at Matt Rule as a 
Texas University. I, I'm talking about maybe mm-hmm. should have oh, yeah. Matt oh, Rule there yeah. a little harder than they did. I don't know. I don't know, but Joe Brady better watch out, or he's going to be coaching up in Ann Arbor real soon. Oh, man. Yeah. He, you need to want you need want him in Chicago. He needs to or Chicago he, in the Midwest. He, somewhere he's going up there. Hey, the Texans need a head coach, and we yeah. have a good quarterback. No, I, I heard Joe Brady's on the one stop. He's on the one stop program. He did one year at LSU, and he's doing one year at Carolina, and now he's going to be a head coach somewhere. We better be fucking looking at him hard, hard, really hard. If not, I'm switching teams. This is bullshit. (laughs) You lie. You lie. (laughs) I know. Hey, I'm back on Bridgewater so we can move on. His big games is when he gets the rushing going. Uh, Both big games where he got 26 and this last one got 30, he got the rushing touchdown and he got, you know, 19 to 30 yards rushing. But when he gets that rushing touchdown, it it really puts him up in that top five, top 10. Because he's just, I feel like he's kind of limited, Rugal, with the, with the the passing alone, you know, he's never he's never thrown over two touchdowns passing this year, which is kind of weird. So it's it's just uh seems like he's kind of limited with the ceiling and he needs that rushing touchdown. Yeah, hey, he's well, getting a couple. That's what I'm saying. That's where to get the two big games. You gotta you gotta get that rushing, which is nice to see he's running again. Well, definitely. Uh, next episode, we're going to touch on a lot of these guys who we'd like going forward in this next game to put in your starting lineup. But to close us out, we only got a few minutes left. Let's get to these waivers so people can keep competing week in, week out. The, 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 the Tommy Joe waiver segment. Sponsored. Unofficially by the Costa Rican Tourist Board. Bard. Board. Shout out to Tommy Joe and Rico. Get a little lower. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hopefully we can travel outside the U.S. now. Maybe host a fantasy draft in Costa Rica next year. Whoa. Trey, let's get to your waiver pickup. I know you got a big one. I noticed uh, you mentioned him earlier. I noticed on Sleeper he's only rostered in 30% of the leagues, which is why you wanted to talk about him. So I'll let you start off. Yeah, man, his name's Curtis Samuel. Uh, We kind of saw this trend starting about three weeks back. um, And he's getting worked in all different kinds of ways, like I mentioned earlier. He's not just a receiver. He's He's a halfback. He's a slot back. He's a receiver. And they'll use him in Wildcat. So he's getting uh, all sorts of gadget plays ran his way. Um, his next uh, opponents are pretty sweet as well. He's got Tampa Bay, which is not sweetest. But then he's got Detroit, Minnesota. And then he's got Denver um, and Green Bay and Washington. So looks like it's all set up for him. The thing I'm, I'm liking uh, is – I don't like it, but it's, it's just a fact that CMC actually got hurt again. And so with him hurt – uh, this guy actually start splitting carries, not splitting, but getting even more work into carries again. And so uh, he's only rostering 30%. I can't believe that. I would go get him, spend a lot of your money on him. He's got 14.3, 19.4, 25.3 the last three weeks. So that's clearly a receiver two right there. So I would definitely go spend and, I would, you know, maybe 25, 30%, something like that if he was out there. There's a, you know, in the Arnie League, there's a situation where I'm going to start both Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel next week. So very, that's crazy very interested to see what he carries. You know, they could like Curtis could get five carries and Mike Davis gets you the 20 carries. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, still, and you still get still get your points where you need to get because Curtis will get the five catches probably again. Yeah, he like got nine offense. targets, nine catches, 105 yards. I mean, shit, dude. He's uh, 
he's very consistent with his his targets. He almost catches all of them. Um, they're very short, sweet, quick, and it seems like he's just a efficient, efficient guy with blazing speed. The poor man's Tyreek Hill. He occupies the most critical yeah. position in the game. It's a good comparison, Pat. Tor, poor man's Tyreek Hill. I like it. <laughs> Jared, tell me who you got. You got somebody over there to replace your David. Who are you going to come with this after this waiver pickup? Uh, oh, hold up, hold up. I'm sorry. Trey, tell us, by the way, what kind of percentages are you looking at on that fab? I said 25 to 30%. Perfect. That's uh, kind of the field. And then back to Rugal's point, uh, Bridgewater is playing nice, uh, and he's very much the quick underneath guy, and that's what Curtis is kind of running. So they got this little chemistry going, him and Bridgewater. Take it away, Jay. That's all I got, JB. <laughs> I am real sorry, pal, but that is all Jay. I got. I've always hated Samuel. Anyway, um, he's talented, man. It's been there. No, it's yeah, been there. no. He just really made me mad one year in a, in Ann Arbor. Anyway, no, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if uh, you need a running back, if you're desperate and you low on Fab or you know you low on the pickings, um, <laughs> Brian Nall, Brian Nall ain't a bad pickup uh, mm-hmm. if uh, Montgomery's out. Like people might think, like Cordell Patterson's going to get a majority of the carries. Um, that that won't happen unless they bring up Lamar Miller from the practice yeah. squad, which I mm. don't see. I mean, they might bring him up, but I still think. I mean, Ryan Nall's been active uh, most weeks, so I think they might lean towards him. But, Straight uh, ticket, baby. Straight yeah, ticket. we could do worse <laughs> if uh, Montgomery's out. I also like Duke Johnson, if uh, David Johnson's up. Dirty bastard. Oh, did I take your boy? (laughs) (laughs) My bad. No, no, I don't like Duke Johnson. One only. One. (laughs) man, who are you rolling with? Mine is, uh, I believe I mentioned this guy last week as uh, someone to look out just in case Cooper Cup was injured. That whole thing turned out to be just a scare. But I still want to pick him up just for this week because his name's Josh Reynolds, receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. And the main reason we're going with him is the matchup. They're playing home against Seattle this week. And this Seattle defense is just, man, it's like stealing candy from a baby with this uh, secondary 362 yards per game. Yeah, they're giving up over 360 a game in the air, three and a half touchdowns per game. Like, it's just a a ridiculous amount that uh, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they all should be great plays next week. But they can't go all to just the the Woods and the Goff. So uh, Reynolds the last few weeks has had uh, touchdowns two of the last three weeks, and he's had eight and nine targets the last two weeks. So this is uh, not not even in super positive game scripts, but now in this uh, game against Seattle where it's likely to be a shootout and they're likely to be coming from behind, you know, that's my narrative. So uh, let's let's uh, put $1 on Josh Reynolds this week. I like that. $1 shots. Hell yeah. Wide receiver three. Let's say he finishes with 12 points is what I'm calling. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd be happy with nine and a half. Shit. All right, well, let me go ahead and go to my guy, and then I'll toss it over to Pat to close us out. Uh, my guy is uh, somebody who uh, I think his stock is rising uh, only if Alex Smith is the starting quarterback for the Washington football team that I believe that J.D. McKissick is a great go and get. He's only he's only owned in 41% of leagues. He Alex Smith is dumped down Alex Smith, and so J.D. McKissick catches should go up. So, uh 
That's at least uh, my guy. I would uh, great call, man. Be- I, was, I actually I had the same thought watching yesterday. <laughs> I, was to, I, was to, I was about to lead out with, hey, a oh. sneaky one, guys, would be McKissick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably Maybe put down about so 15. sneaky when we all think <laughs> 15 exactly. to 20% at least is what I'm considering at least just it, as long as Alex is in, but look, Alex could get hurt in one fucking play and be done. Right. So dude, he got 14 fucking targets, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Best in PPR. But the cool thing about it is if you're, if you're playing on sleeper, he can play in the receiver spot as well as the running back spot. So those are a uh, little, uh, little life hacks in the, uh, in the fantasy system. You gotta look out for those Jay, guys. Jay, real quick, what are we doing with Richie James? I mean, he was receiver one on the week, right? <laughs> are we picking this dude up? We ain't doing a goddamn thing with Richie James. <laughs> dude, I mean, that's crazy, though, bro. Like, Hey, go throw a zero or $1 bid on them, uh, Trey, unless Trey's going to bid more than that. I, I love know, that man. movie, The Assassination of Richie James by the coward. What was it? Like John Ford or something, whatever? The coward Kendrick Bourne. That's a good one. I like that movie, actually. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, folks. My guy, Jay, real quick. Yes. Mr. Alex Trebek, who was in our hearts and in our, uh, you know, shout out to the family and uh, and friends and and everybody who loved Alex Trebek all over uh, the world. And I hear his favorite uh, team was Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't believe it. (laughs) He was a Canadian. Okay, it was probably like the Montreal Alouettes or something. UIG and RIP Alex.